Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Truth About Real Estate podcast. Today, we got Julian Nee from Radio Personality from 99.7 Now, the Bay Area's number one for all hits. Um, Julian's also been on Wild 94.9. He's been a radio host in Washington, D.C., Chicago, Phoenix, and San Francisco. So I'm so excited to have Julian on the show. Thanks, Julian, for coming on. What's up, Matthew? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Good. I, I love it. You know, I've been seeing you a long time and listening to you on the radio, especially on 94.9, and then finally got a chance to meet you. And it's like a funny coincidence of how we got to get together and to, you know, start knowing each other and becoming friends. Do do people know how we met? You want me to uh, share the story? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's share the story of how we met. He slid in my DMs, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't slid in your DM. You slid in my DM first. Yeah, you know, I think... um. Yeah, somehow we, you know, we we met through social media. I think we had a mutual friend, and that's how the conversation started. Isn't it crazy? You know, we we're we we're talking about this off mic, and you know, b- b- before we started recording, how that n- that never would happen ten years ago. That never would happen. But you can actually just meet people. It's like it's no different to me going to like a bar or just you know going to a co- you know to a coffee place and meeting someone. You know what I mean? Just you know, you can totally meet some people over social media and just feel like they're and just instantly connect with them or not you know it's different right yeah. like i think the way we when we met too like i saw like one of the posts in the instagram posts you uh st- started liking my content i was like wait i know yeah. this name it sounds so familiar why why do i know this name and then i started looking at it i was like hey oh, shit that's the dude from 94.9 like yeah. why is he looking at my uh face my instagram right yeah well what what caught my interest is because real estate number one and you know you're local i'm like cool okay this you know this guy seems cool and i like his stuff you know it doesn't hurt to like someone's content and we, we all want our stuff to be liked. Right. And, uh, you know, I knew that in the back of my head also, you know, at the end of the day contents, I mean, uh, real estate's always been, you know, uh, an, an interest of mine. Yeah. Now, I'm not on your level at all, but it's always been an interest of mine as far as, you know, in, in regard to investing and in things. So, yeah. So that's pretty cool because you're saying, for example, for even a guy like you, you know, any normal person, like people are looking at actively at real estate, they're looking at content and they see someone who's local like me in the San Francisco Bay Area, just posting, normally posting my content out there and just sharing it with the world. But, you know, someone like you, who is a, you know, radio host personality, you're on the air, people know you, see you, you even looked, but you liked the, the comment, the content and you happen to like it. And what I did was I was like, I know this name for some reason. Let me go um, take a look. And I saw it's you. So I DM'd you back and just said, hey, you know, how's everything going? Wow, I can't believe, you know, you like the content. I, I love your radio station. I listen to you guys all the time. Yeah, and, and you, you responded. You know, just to scale back real quick, thanks. Um, What was key with that is that you actually did what? You responded. I responded to you, right? That I made a comment a to you. a long way. It's so simple, but you'd be surprised how many people do not. Like, it's not like I'm I'm hitting people up, but I'm just saying in general, you'd be surprised how many people don't get, uh, you know, get back to other people in, in all forms. So um, that spoke volumes. And then I think it was like within a week, I was in your office just <laughs> chatting with you, right? Yeah. yeah. It was, that was funny. Like, you know, I when I saw it and I DM'd you just say hi, like, you know, I just giving a compliment back about what you're doing. I would never have expected that you would respond. I just wanted to put it out there and see what happens. And you responded back and we started having a conversation. And then somehow you, you happen to be in the same location in Burlingame. Yeah. And you, you live in Burlingame area. And then I had an office in Burlingame area. And then you happen to say, hey, let's come uh, uh, hang out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm literally on Burlingame Avenue, like probably two, three. I, I go to Quakevine all the time. I go to that Starbucks all the time. You know what I mean? I'm on that strip yeah. all the time. So it's like, man, I, well, I, I got to come say hi and introduce myself. 
you know? Yeah. What a small world though. Like, you know, like how would you randomly, you know, just happen to run into start meeting each other, talking and coming to my office and then just having chats and just having fun. Right. Yeah. It was fate. It was fate to meet you in person and to have conversation and just become friends. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're always very patient, man. Very patient answering my questions and stuff. I appreciated that. Yeah. yeah, I was about to pull up a video too. I was looking for it too. I was like, hey, I remember like we were playing around. We're start we're talking about like uh what you're doing, how you're a radio host, how everything's changing in the just in life right now, 2020, how's everything changing? I met you back uh 2019 and we just started talking about podcasting. We started talking about um, you know, marketing, brand influence, being a personality type, being um vocal, right? And being right. a thought a thought leader. And it's so different and not not common for most people to do that and feel comfortable doing that. And you were giving advice to actually how to start um, becoming more of an influencer and becoming a a voice, right? Trying, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I I'm I'm super transparent, so you know, I definitely don't have uh, it all figured out. Probably not even half of it figured out. But uh, it's a learning process. It's a, it's a lot of fun doing something. Uh, I, I don't know if new is the word, but you know. For people in terrestrial radio, terrestrial being FM radio, I would say the whole video thing and podcasting thing is probably newer for for more, you know what I mean, for for most people in the industry, you know what I mean, especially yeah. in the past couple of years, right? But podcasting has been around for how long, Matt? Long time. Long time. And it's been a slow growth for podcasting for a long time, right? I think yeah. nowadays there's only like 600,000 listeners in general. Like they're not using it fully yet, but it's becoming a big source and uh, long form content. That's actually a lot of value because listeners actually are highly more engaged in that content when yeah. they're actively, actively listening, especially with car drives and just night times when they have a moment to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's deeper conversations, right? Absolutely. That's what I really thrive on. Like I, I, I only, I wish I could turn back time, man. Cause I, if I knew now back then I would have started, I would started get, getting into this podcasting thing five, six years ago. And you know, with the whole long form thing, I really like learning about the stories and just, you know, to be honest with you, I watch, you know, video pods, listen to pods, just, like just to learn or just, just based off the person that they're talking to. I don't even know who the person is half the time when Joe Rogan's talking to someone, I don't know who they are. Yeah, I really don't. I'm just listening for the conversation, but that's just me. You know, I think everyone's different, right? Um, yeah, but it's for the entertainment, or it's for the or being informed, or just because I just list. I like listening to long form conversation. You know what I mean? I remember you mentioned that too. You mentioned like you listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan, you know, speaks to a lot of great people. He spoke, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, Elon Musk, and all these other top celebrities, and just other people you haven't even heard of um, in all different contents, all different industries. And he has like millions of followers, and his content is like what more than an hour long, right? It can be like two hours sometimes. Dude, he had an interview or a podcast with Post Malone. That was almost four four hours. For those of you that are watching this and saw that, you know what I'm talking about. It was close to four goddamn hours. That's they crazy. talked about everything. Like it, it was bananas. I mean, I I still try to to listen, and watch the whole thing. I haven't got there yet, but it's cool to listen to bits and pieces and have that. Uh, you know, that's what's cool about him is he jumps from from inter you know from interview to interview. You know, he's not. You know, is he's. I like the fact that he's not consistent in the sense of who he's talking to, right? And yeah. he knows that. I mean, Matt, he knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? He knows clearly. It's all part of a plan. And, you know, he did get started, what, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So he does. And, you know, another thing is, you know, he had that platform already, what, as a comedian, and he was a, a commentator 
fighter, right? Mm -hmm. So he had that platform to transition and, and kind of build that audience. So that's that's a really big advantage, man, to you know, post uh, you and I starting from well, I'm sure you know you I'm yeah, I know you have a base in your field, but most of us are starting from zero, right? Yeah. But when you have already a built-in audience being uh you know widely known as a celeb in your industry, I think that well, I don't know if easier is the word, but I think it's 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 I guess your launching pad to start off with, at least you have a, some kind of base content and a network of people. So you hope they listen. It doesn't mean you're good or bad. You don't know if they're going to listen or even if they care about listening to YouTube or podcast, right? Yeah. It means yeah. you have a start. You have a numbers. So you can start with these people and hopefully they learn and like it and they reshare it because they actually know who you are. So then yeah. they, they just start growing. But the fact is he started early. Yes, he did. But at the same time, he still had to add value and content and gain subscribers. You have to earn their trust. Oh, and we're right them to come back to you right and to sure. gain to like what seven ten million now or even more i i don't even it's know. a high number he just keeps growing every year every yeah. month he signed that spotify deal that was oh man i gotta look it up what was that a five-year deal ten-year deal <laughs> i don't know actually i signed i heard i heard he signed some good deal it was ginormous and hmm. he still owns the rights to all this content smart dude smart dude yeah. so you know going back to you too like you've been in radio how long have you been in radio um I, I just got started, Matt. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're a young dude, man. Yeah, very. Uh, well over a decade. Well so decade. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Like, okay. let's, just, let's just say like 15 years. Okay, that's good. <laughs> and I'm sure even 15 years ago, yeah, it's radio. It's not podcasting. It's not YouTubing yet. But, you know, getting there and building a brand and building a, a name I'm guessing in the first, when you first started, like uh, you didn't think of it as, as building your own brand. You thought of it as, you know, being on the radio, right? Yeah, I mean, to to be really honest, I just uh, it was as simple as you know, I worked in a lot of different departments at the radio station. I sold, I wore a suit, I sold commercials, hated it. Um, you know, I was a guy getting coffee for the DJs. You know, I, I worked in many departments, and uh, you know, I it was really purely for the love of being able to talk to people and make them laugh, and, and it still is to this day. I I just like making people, you know for 10 seconds just making their day you know it just sounds cliche but i it, you know making them laugh or informing them or just making them feel some type of way so it, it doesn't change for me but then yeah when you, you did that and you have that kind of personality you have like an outgoing personality you're a fun guy you you know you make people laugh and easily yeah. just they want to be around you right it's just entertaining and you keep the motion going quicker and people just enjoy that minute you know the moment with you guys is it's a nice way to have it i try I try. I'm not the smartest guy, but uh, <laughs> I think you embrace the strengths that you have, right? Um, you know, know your weaknesses, but embrace the strengths that you have, right? We can't be everything for everybody, right? So um, I, this isn't really an answer to your question, but, you know, just going back to the whole like social media thing, you know, I, uh, I, I uh, so right now I'm, you know, working part-time out of my house. And I send the show out to uh, a couple stations, Move In 92.5 in Seattle and Hot 107.1 in Denver. So I'm in middays every day in Denver, and then I'm nights every day in Seattle. And Seattle, it's, it's, social media is a big mantra in Seattle, right? We have to do a minimum amount of posts, right? But, uh, and this is obvious, but, you know, you just have to know that, like, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, you know, the only way to get your personality across and your brand was – if you're going to work in radio or media or TV, it was the where through the radio, yeah, what people might hear yeah. or what people hear or what people see in TV. But now they have a, I mean, mont social media is the big mantra because people, our bosses like, 
I want people to get to know who you are, right? Doesn't all doesn't need to all be funny, right? But get to know your vibe, right? So, you know, I'll do a post about, hey guys, you know, it's Julian, you know, blah blah blah. You know, I'm a, you know, here's a, you know, here's a little insight to my life, and I show them some shoes. So they have an idea that you know I'm really excited about shoes. There's a new sneakerhead. There's a new shoe movie that's dropping with uh, Pete Davidson called American Soul. Talked about that. It's not funny. Right. But that's just a, like a tidbit. Right. And then yeah. the next post might be something funny. I'll post something about a text conversation with my mom because my mom will text me silly. And anyone who has Asian moms knows what I'm talking about. If you go to the move in 925 Instagram page, I posted a text conversation with my mom. My mom wants me to get married, but she's saying I can't be so picky. And she says, I'm no Brad Pitt. I'm not a stud. She's basically saying I'm not good looking. <laughs> you know, she's, yeah. she's insulting me without knowing that, <laughs> that she's insulting me. So, you know, for me, these are all like character traits, like real life character traits that, you know, it would be very hard to, to transcend to an audience on the air. You just don't have that amount of time sometimes. So now we have social media to kind of get, pe to allow people to get to know who you are, right? Yeah. Without the constriction of time. That's for sure. And, you know, going back to like when you started in real, uh, in radio and you're going, you said that you have to make your voice heard and known and create a brand, create a personality through radio, through a mic, and they can't see you. No. And that's a huge challenge. Like, how do you create a lasting memory and, uh, you know, create a great personality? Like, how do you do that? Um, like to be, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm to be honest, cause that's such <laughs> a overused cliche. Okay. So, uh, you know, anyone that's getting started in radio or anything, you know, maybe TV or what, what have you, you might look up to certain people. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just like any kid. I was I looked up to to other radio personalities. And at some point I even without even knowing it, I think I tried to be like them. And that's a no, no. Right. Because you can only be you. And it's like so cliche to say, but it's true. Like we've all done it. If they're not saying it, then whatever they're 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 lying. But, yeah. you know. We, we, we all look at the, the, the people that are successful and in what they've done and we all take nuances from them. So I was that guy that would listen to, you know, the people that were, you know, that were older than me that were doing it. And, um, but through time you need experience, man, I, with anything you need experience and to make mistakes, to try things on the air, to take risks. You need a boss that allows you to do that. Number one, if they don't, then you're never going to really grow. Or you're not going to grow that rapidly, but so I had a boss that allowed me to make tons of mistakes. And I, I wish I had the audio. I do have some of the audio. I don't know if you could play it, but yeah, I, okay. I, show me a website. Okay. That's fine. Um, but, uh, so I've made hella mistakes on the air, but with that, I, I also became more confident in what I did through those mistakes. And then I became more in tune of who I was and, you know, at, I've been doing it so long. I, I know exactly who I am. I I'm, I'm five foot. I'm Asian. I say all that shit on the air. You know what I mean? Not all the time, but just bits and pieces. I'm the quirky guy that likes rom-coms. You know what I mean? So it's called a talk break. Every time you talk, it's on average, you're talking about four or five times an hour, right? So you only have four or five times, Matt, in between fighting 14 songs an hour to really get your, to really get people to know who you are. Now, you know, the good of that is that you have time to plan what you want to say, Right. But, you know, the business I'm in is, man, it's kind of like high school, man. You know, it's kind of like you got the clicks. You got clicks. And that's just, that's just how I see it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. But some people like what you do. Some people don't like what you do. 
for example, I don't know how it works in your industry in real estate, but everyone has a different, um, when you sell real estate, for example, everyone has a methodology of selling, correct? Yeah, they do. Different price points, different market styles, different marketing types, and not everyone likes it. A lot of agents don't like it. Some agents do like it, and everyone has their own personality, their own taste, their own Great. ways. Great. Just for, same cl thing. for clarity, can you give me three different ideas when it comes to selling residential? Yeah. Some guys, for example, some people will say, hey, I'm going to market the property really low just to drive up demand. I'm going to price it not even near market price. For example, like, you know, 995 or whatever number, right? And then they use that knowing the fact that people are going to pay 300, 400, 500,000 over asking. And then it creates a little confusion for people. It creates market demand for the seller. It makes them feel good. Like, hey, I have 100 people coming up, 200 people coming up. It boasts your numbers up. And then when you say, hey, I sold it for 400,000 over asking. Yeah, you did. But in reality, it was only it was still the market price. Or maybe you did gain a greater price because of that demand. That's one way to do it. Another way is I'll price it fair and I'll market the hell out of it. I'll do brand marketing, video marketing, targeting, advertising marketing, and I'll create the price and I'll still drive the demand. It's harder. It's it's good. And it, they can prove that their marketing is really well. And then there's other people who are overpriced it. And then they'll come back and say, hey, I'll just keep price reducing it and getting it sold. And that's just my methodology because I'm here to get the seller to sign the contract to mm -hmm. get the thing. And I'll promise them a higher number and I, I'll try. But if I don't do it, I'll just get a lower price and sell it. So three different marketing styles. It doesn't mean any of them right, is right or wrong. It just matters of how do you help your client to sell the property, right? I love what you said. There's no right or wrong. So um, there's a lot of personalities that are might maybe, um, I don't know, like loud. They're, they're very boisterous, but maybe borderline. I mean, look, I, I don't want to categorize, but there's personalities that might, might be borderline a little bit rude based on some of the words they use. Some are just... Um, very smooth. If anyone that lives in LA listens to like 1027 Kids FM or some of these stations, all the personalities there sound very smooth from Ryan Seacrest all the way down. They sound smooth to the ear. They're not, mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, it's not bad. It, they, they all sound smooth, just very consistent. It's all about the cool. Hey guys, what up? It's 1027 Kids FM. It's, you know, blah, 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 you know, chilling. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a, it's a very smooth sound. Um, you know, I, I can't explain it. You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm definitely not rude. I just think, you know, I'm just myself, silly, but empathetic at the same time. I learned, you know, the empathetic side, I think, has, has part of me maturing past couple of years, whereas I used to do like shock jockey type of content on, on top 40 stations. This is 10 years ago, like prank calls and all that shit. Excuse my language. But now it's more about, you know, um, you, you know, j just being who I am. If I talked about, a rom-com I saw, you know, the last night and it, it, I shed a tear. I, I'm going to say it. I, yeah. I just don't, it's almost like you have to, you need to have that. I don't care attitude, you know, within the rules, the confines. But then I also, you know, I, I'm more inapt to talk about my father who passed away two years ago. You know what I mean? If I was allowed to, uh, at the time I, I would have probably talked Ted. I could talk about it for 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. I'm yeah. not allowed to though. That's true. Yeah. Come at him in. But you know, you asked me that 10 years ago. No, I just didn't see, I didn't see that as entertaining content, but you know, the, everyone has a different view, view of entertaining content. I, I think that just comes down to being who you are, but are you really being who you are? You know what I mean? And you're, you're not being someone else. So for, for me personally, I have all different sides, silly, fun, uh, topical, and then empathetic as well. So when I hear stories of, there's just so many stories, man, of people being affected by the wildfires that obviously hits me a certain way, you know, but I have to 
you know, I, I have certain rules, so I can't talk about it every single every single break, but I'll definitely address it, you know, the best I can. Yeah, because you're trying to keep it within the confines of your show. You're trying to be in the lines and provide, you know, value, provide information, be funny, be silly, and you know, create a lasting memory because people want to come back to you tomorrow, the next day, and the next day, and listen to your afternoon shows, your night shows, your morning shows, and just you know you know, have that enjoyment because when we're driving our cars, when we're listening to the station, we want to just, you know, kind of relax and go through it and laugh it's, with you, right? It's really simple as like, well, what are three things? I mean, you can even take about the three things that Matthew Ma stands for. You know, I, I'm really into real estate. I love my family. I love to cook, you know? So, hey guys, it's moving or it's 99.7 now. It's Matthew Ma. You know, I'm the real estate guy. I, I'm the family guy that loves real estate. You know what I mean? And you can get into whatever next you're talking about. You know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's... It's just, you know, simple little nuggets, depending on how long you're allowed to talk, that kind of let people know who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's very true, too. And like when you start knowing yourself and start defining who you are and what you want to be, and regardless of what people think out there, you're just doing you and yeah. putting it out there and people will either love it or hate it. That's fine. You know, you got to be out there. You got to be just building your audience and finding the people out there who want to, you know, chime in, just be a part of it. Right. Yeah, I think people are generally really open-minded man as long as you're being respectful and you're not being you know you're not being uh, ins insulting and derogatory I, th I think people are you know what i mean generally speaking i think people are cool and accepting yeah and you're providing hopefully you're providing value and people just want to come back over and over and listen again like for us we've been here now uh, we did about 20 21 episodes right now you're on the, you're the 21st uh episode and it's been a lot of fun we've been growing it and we could see every week uh that the audience is getting bigger and bigger and people are listening more and people are listening over it's kind of funny people people say too that they've been listening for a while they like it they like the value they like learning from all these different people like you um and speaking and it's just been a great way to meet different people and to learn from them and to hear their stories, to see what's going on in their industry, in their area they're living in. And just to share, right? Like it's being open format, open content, and like a podcast, you can share for an hour long. Whereas a uh, quick Facebook, YouTube video, Instagram video, it's like one second, 10 seconds or a minute, you know? Right. That so, That's exactly what I was going to say. The fact that we have this now um, opens up, you know, opens up just a lot more opportunity to let people know who, who we are or what our brand is or, what our product doing out there you know what i mean yeah and one thing too is like i learned too like you know by having this podcast with you for example how often do i get to sit down with you and talk to you for hour openly and letting everyone hear the conversation right it's, especially with covid you can't really do that and even then are we talking on stage if you're trying to create a big audience if we're talking to, um one-to-one -one, that's you know it's great we're sharing information but people are not hearing your story they're not seeing what you're doing how you're building your brand how you're how you're on all these different stations and how you're growing an audience people mm -hmm. don't hear that right so this is like one of the best ways out there to create you know a brand marketing and influence is by you know like me talking to you on live on facebook youtube and all the podcasting platforms mm -hmm. and we're yeah. sharing it right that yeah. was one of the amazing things that i caught on and i was like this is great. You know, how would how would you create otherwise create this opportunity? Yeah, yeah, agreed. You're at episode twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So we we just finished episode twenty two of our video podcast. So we're almost like in the same arena there when it comes to consistency of numbers. I like that. And how's how's it going? It's going well, man. You know, I can't complain. I it's a lot of fun. You know, I uh, you know, I I learn stuff all the time, and I'm always asking people. Um, you know, for me, it's about. I used to be the guy, you know, that wanted to rush, 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 and try to get everything done like that. But it's just, not, it's not realistic just based off experience. So for me, it's baby steps. It's, it's a, it's a long-term thing for me. And, um, you know, from, I, th I think my goals are a little bit 
different because I work with um, other other partners or, you know, other, basically my friends. So, you know, for me, it's about building the chemistry, chemistry and like the trust amongst each other. And that, that comes through time. That comes through consistency. I like, think that's hard, just, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, imagine, like, let's say you and I started working together. I mean, you guys know each other, you know, we know each other, but imagine if we're investing time and, you know, finances into something. I think that, you know, there's different levels that, that only time, that that only time can can uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? That that it can only be solved by time. Yeah, I I agree. I think a part of the number one rule I see here in partnerships and to building something together is time and trust. And if your first part of the rule is trust, do you believe the other person that you're trying to work with and you trust them that they have the same kind of mentality, the same kind of motivation, the same goals and if you're fully aligned, then it's so much easier. If you're not aligned and you can trust them and understand the weaknesses each person has and say, hey, my strengths are here, your strengths are here, our weaknesses are here, we actually complement each other. And as long as we trust each other and we believe in time and value and we're both motivated, then we can build it together. I know that your weaknesses are here. I'm going to help fill it all in. And you know mine are here. So you're not going to like pound on me and to say, hey, I need you to do that when you know that's my weakness, but that's your strength. But if you're busy, you know, you're going to be like, well, let me take care of it. Right. And yeah. the time wise helps with the growth and trust. And as long as you're going for the same goal, but it's hard to do that because any partnership, like any marriage is super hard to constantly, consistently stay happy. You have to work towards it. You have to work hard at it to make sure that you are communicating. Number one, communication is the number one key to any successful business relationship, whatever, right. Knowing where each other are at. That's why even the biggest um, companies, they communicate all the time with leadership to grow. And that's where it's actually helping because you learn like the issues and you go, let's, as long as we both have the same mentality, like, Hey, let's go fix the problem. Let's not point fingers. Let's just go fix the problem and find out how to do it together because we found a problem. Now we know this, we can figure out the solution to get together. Yeah, no, that was well, that was perfectly spoken, perfectly said. Yeah. Uh, morning radio shows or really any morning show, you know what I mean? That, that is exactly a marriage. That's, that's my goal is to get back onto that platform. It's very hard. Uh, you know, just very few opportunities, but, um, anyway, that's the goal, but that is so much like, they always say mornings is a marriage. Right. And before I start, before I did it, I was like, eh, you know what I mean? I mean, I understood it, but I never actually understood it until you're doing it until you're spending like eight hours with the same people. You know, it's not just on the air. It's off the air. It's more off the air than on the air. Then you, you I think you have a deeper understanding of what that means. So, Definitely learned a lot, man. I mean, definitely. I think that's just a part of life, man. You know, you chalk it up. You can always like look back at the past and be like, oh, damn it. Or, you know what I mean? And that's okay. But, you know, you got to be able to grow, grow from that. Otherwise, you're going to be stagnant. So, yeah. So in morning radio, you're talking about like, for example, the all the hosts, the guests, uh, people, they always are working together and they work even off of air. They're working together and they're creating a really good, a tight knit um relationship so they can personalities they know exactly how to vibe off each other they can communicate really well, well. yeah i mean do we, i can get specific right? yeah i love to hear it how does it work well, when you say that that that's ideal right mm -hmm. but there's a lot of morning shows that you would never know around the country that that hate each other off the air mm -hmm. but they're doing it just to because you know it's, you're trying to make the marriage work you want to keep your job or you're trying to get that check or you're getting paid hella money right mm -hmm. so uh, there's morning radio shows without naming names that do the show remotely. You would never know. One person's in their house 
the other person's in the studio or vice versa, or they're both doing it from the separate houses or they're doing it from separate studio rooms because they don't like each other. Like <laughs> you would never tell. What I'm saying is every relationship is different, but ideally, yes. I mean, you know, you, you want to champion or, you know, ideally you want to be in those situations where everyone really trusts each other, loves each other, and really, really is in it for the team. That That's ideal. That's the goal, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's all I want for my future is to have that opportunity again. You know what I mean? So absolutely. it takes time and takes building. And I think one thing I think we talked about too, is like uh, the current growth, the way you're doing it is like, you know, building your audience, building the growth, building the uh, the network and just creating content, uh, really good content and organically growing it while using marketing strategies, such as, you know, search engine optimization, search engine marketing uh, and targeting the right audience so they can hear it. Because one number one issue for everyone is exposure. How do you get your name out there? How do you get your, yeah. your podcast out there? How yeah. does everyone in the world see it quicker and the challenge is okay well we expect everything to come naturally where we want viral marketing but that's not real no. and the real work is creating the 10 years of pain to get to that one day of viral marketing you know i love that you said that i i have uh i have some friends that <laughs> that say i'm just looking for that one viral hit yeah and i don't even I don't, I have nothing to say to that, but you yeah, say, hey, I, go, go for 10 years. You'll, you'll get it in 10 years. Right, right, yeah. right, right. No, 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 no. It doesn't happen like that. You know, so-and-so was able to, well, you're not so-and-so, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, you know, I'm just not going to play the comparison game. It just doesn't do anything. The comparison game, you know, so-and-so did this, so-and-so do that. I, I personally just don't care anymore. I just don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you know, like I told you, you know, this is probably more your expertise on the SEO side. I'm, I'm, I'm learning just as much as you are, you know, I mean, Quite simply, I'm just trying to be as consistent as possible. Um, hashtags, uh, you know, creating bite-sized pieces of content. We used to post full shows an hour long. That's not realistic. No, no one's going to listen. Most people are not going to listen to an hour long if they don't know who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm nobody, right? So who am I to expect someone to listen for an hour long? So we started cutting things up into bite-sized portions of content and try to use better titling. Am I doing it right? I don't know. I, I'm yeah. listening. I'm taking advice from people that are doing it and pretty successfully. Shout out to Keezy, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Keezy is a streetwear YouTuber. He's in, he's here in the Bay Area. And in my eyes, very, very successful. Very successful. He's a one-man shop. And he, he knows his stuff, man. From thumbnails to titling. He's doing it right. He was just um, mentioned in Complex Magazine. Complex Magazine just mentioned him. Uh, this is going into the fashion game, but in regard to his love of Ivisu, Ivisu was a brand back in 2005, 2006. They make jeans and stuff. And now all these famous rappers are like wearing them, like Travis Scott and stuff. He's been on Ivisu. He's been championing this brand forever, yeah. right? He's known in the Bay Area as the, as the, Ivisu, the, the, as the Ivisu guy. Well, somehow complex see how does that happen that's yeah. not by, that's not by luck it's not it's by consistency. right yeah. people know him as the visu guy you know even though even when we did sat down with him for an interview uh the the other month the comments were like oh the king of visu it's the visu guy do you see what i'm saying that's branding Yep. He created long-term branding even before it happened, even before the brand itself. He just, he, he loved it more than everyone else did. Yes. It was, that's real. That's who he is. Yeah. He loves the 2005, 2007, that whole era of like fashion that that's who he is. So he always, he always pays homage to that. That's 
that's why he does what he does. All these like clothing reviews and and, and things like that. It, it all comes from that. So I hope that I hope that was a good example. I think it is a great example because you kind of look at it as a, that's the long term hard work, the grind he put in, the years that put in, the dedication, the passion, and then one day, you know, the Ibisu picked it up and they said, "Hey, I love this guy. This guy's been branding our stuff for years. Everyone knows him as the Ibisu King and the person who you know he just known in the Bay Area for that. And let's go work with him." And the, the luck came because he already did all the work, right? He spent the years doing the work to get that, and then from there, it just it blows up. Yeah, he's he's doing. I mean, look, he's doing things that I know that we need to be doing down the road. Um, he's he's on YouTube Live all the time. He's on IG Live all the time. He is he has an audience when he's live because I went into his room just to see, like about a couple of weeks ago. This is like at, dude, this is like at twelve midnight, right when he went live. Mm -hmm. Room full. <laughs> Dang. When you have your room, full, I mean, I'm not talking about hundreds of thousands, but when you have your room full of, it's. It's in the hundreds. Yeah. I mean, that 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 says something. So I, I know that uh yeah, I, I just know that it's through consistency. I mean that that's really what he said is through consistency and the right titling of things. And um yeah. I think that matters the most. So yeah, like when you look at search engine optimization and marketing, and the first part of it is you know, marketing, brand marketing, content is king focusing on that first but when you add to accelerate it you add in hey titling um descriptions keywording hashtagging uh, looking at other metrics um create backlinking and when you start adding it all together then it starts rolling faster and when you add it to multiple platforms um and the reason you're going to multiple platforms is because you're finding audiences on each platform but when you can centralize it back to one lo location like youtube like podcasting then you can grow it quicker and through multiple exposures throughout time um, on all platforms people will start seeing you more and more but when you do that what happens is the algorithm will see that hey you're getting more and more engagement so by you doing more engagement we're going we're going to push more audience to you because you're creating that uh, retention right yeah yeah, so that you're 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 absolutely right, and you know we're we're still trying to. I mean, to be quite to to be quite frank, we're still trying to get there in on the metric side. Um, I asked you, I I was going to ask you, when do you think is the right time to uh budget to create a budget for marketing? You know, because mm -hmm. I don't want to start too quick, and you know, to be quite honest, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to to scale things or just get things as organic as possible. But at what point do you think it's time to actually start paying to market a product or service? I think right. it really depends too on a couple of things. First is once you start identifying the area you're in and identifying the demographics of people who are actually listening to your the audience. And that's one part of it. When you start advertising is like when you start saying, Hey, I'm getting value. I'm providing a lot of value. People are staying on my podcasts my youtube videos they're watching full length they're watching one minute so you have to look at the retention rate how fast are they dropping are they dropping within the first 10 seconds then you don't really want to advertise because you advertise and blow it up but they're dropping you have like 89 percent bounce rate then that sucks right when you can get your bounce rate lower meaning that people will stay on longer and when you start hitting the three five ten minute marks mm -hmm. uh, if you can hit ten minute marks and they're watching, for example, your YouTube or your um, podcast, mm -hmm. then you can tell that, hey, people are actually engaged. They're willing to listen. Within the first seven seconds, I got them engaged, and they actually stayed on to watch what time, what day, what location. 
And then you say, yeah, this is working. Then you start adding a budget to it. I'll start with $5 a day, $10 a day. Mm-hmm. I'll start putting it exactly in that demographics that are watching it and see within the first week or let's say two weeks of testing, are people actually uh, engaged after that fact? Is my numbers going up or down? Are they bouncing? If they're bouncing, that means you're either not targeting correctly or you're targeting, but you're your content is not adding value to those new subscribers because your current base is the most important base and you keep growing it. And one is organic, but one is advertising to create new listeners, yeah. to YouTube or to your podcast. Um, but why advertise? Um, it really depends. Like what are you gaining from the advertisement? You're gaining subscribers. What does that translate to? Is that translate to advertising revenue or you're just trying to grow your base right now? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I personally would love to go to the base, but I, I think I'll, I'll ask you this. And I think I know the answer to the question, but so it's fair to say it would not be a smart idea to market a product from the jump so early in its infancy. The reason I ask you this is because I have, uh, you know, certain colleagues or, or friends that say, oh, you just need to start marketing it. Just start paying for ads. Mm-hmm. They, they seem to think that that's the solution. That's the problem. And that's the key to success. And in the back of my head, I'm like, no, no, that's not the key to success. I think it, it could be. So here's the difference. So if, early on in the game? Yeah. So for example, here's a good example of that. If you're marketing a real product, right, or a product that you're trying to create, let's say this. I want to create a new uh, game. And I don't even know what the game is yet, right? Or so, sort of. I have an idea of what the game is. And it's not made yet. I didn't even, make, I didn't even start coding it yet. I'm going to create a website, a landing page, create a coming soon, create a little uh, viral advertising video and start marketing it and start advertising it. The point being is this, can you, how many people can you get to join your mailing list or coming soon, right? And, or pre, pre-buy the product before it even launches. If you advertise it everywhere and no one buys it, then you shouldn't create it, right? So either yeah. you're good or not, but let's say you spent all the time building and you built a great product, but no one knows about it and no one buys it. Or let's say you built a product that actually sucks and you put it out there and now you start advertising it and oh, too late, the product sucks. So no one wanted it anyways. So you spent all that time making it. Okay. So exactly. one of the physical product, a game application is yeah. Advertise it right away. Day one, before you even build it, see if people will come. Um, the other part is if you're building content and creating YouTube, Facebook, um, podcast, that's different because what are you advertising? You're advertising your content, your that's brand, yeah. your brand that takes longer is different because you're not selling something you're selling, you're creating value. You're not selling, you know, selling the value right away, not into a coaching form and mentorship form or classes, right? Courses. Yeah. So it depends what you're doing. Like, for example, if you're doing online courses, you would start saying, hey, actually, I have an idea for an online course. Let me see. If I spend a certain amount of budget marketing, advertising it, would people actually want to pre-buy my course? And if I spent you know, $1,000 and no one bought my course, then should I even create that course? Does anyone want it? Yeah. Okay. I. I, I th- yeah. No, I, I fully understand what you're saying. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. so if it's a product, obviously, you know, it'd be, it, 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 it could be beneficial to uh, almost like a test just to kind of see how it reacts. Right. Yeah. And you can but, do A-B testing too. So you have two different versions of the same product or same marketing, but you only split one difference in the video or in the wording and you, or the image and you see which one's actually performing better. And then you, which one everyone's performing at a way higher rate, you increase the advertising on that one. Got it. So got those it. are, there's many different ways to do it. And just really, really depends on the style, what you're doing, a target market. And at the same time, you don't want to tell your competitors, I'm building a new product. Go ahead and copy me. Cause I didn't even build it yet. You know? Right. 
So right. it's a challenge. Good. That's good. Yeah. So right now in your podcasting, like you've been out for 22 episodes right now. You're building an audience. You have an audience base already too. You've been around for a long time in uh, multiple stream, multiple stations. And also you built a brand. Like when I look at your Facebook, your Instagram, your viewer count and your subscribers, it's amazing. It's even, you mentioned too before, like you're always looking at a better number, the guys who are higher number than you. But remember this, we're looking at you too, right? We're Like for us, we're starting off, we're looking at you too, because you're definitely at a way greater number than uh, many people. I, you know, I, I just don't think, yeah, I never thought about that. I'm always looking at, you know, I'm always thinking, man, you know, I, I really have, you know, we have a lot of work to do. I'm always looking at, you know, I, you know, we're, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Half glass empty? No, <laughs> not, not well. Optimistic, think, not yeah, pessimistic. Yeah, I, I think it's it doesn't hurt to always think like that because there's a for me it's a little bit of you know you 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 don't want to believe your own hype. You know what I mean? You want to be realistic, and I understand what you're saying. I just never thought of it like that. So I'm always looking at people in the space that I really look up to or I really like gravitate to. I look at what they're doing. Um, some of the stuff, to be honest with you, I know that we're not there yet. Uh, again, it goes back to every situation is different. I work with other people. So, you know, I, I want everyone to be in agreement, baby steps, right? Don't want to push. Don't, don't want to push too much because that might pe make people feel some type of way. You know, I, I want to build that trust. And they're probably going to watch this. So I want to build your trust. Mm -hmm. um, so that's me personally. Um, God, you know what? I had a brain fart. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> social media right we're, we're just yeah. talking about building a brand i mean yeah. a, a lot of that's through time you know i was telling you earlier before we started film or before we started recording that you know i mean I, I personally wish that i took advantage of these platforms when they first started like twitter and whatnot and started building content from the jump you know yeah. what i mean for me you know for for me it was like man like for example twitter i to be honest i'm still trying to figure it out i probably could have been at 20,000 followers, you know, I mean, bro, I'll, I'll be honest. A couple years ago, I was at 8,000, mm -hmm. 7,000. Now I'm at like 5,000. I yeah. don't even know why. Yeah. I don't one, like, hmm? one thing I think about that too is like, yeah, you could have done that and should have done that back then. But at the same time, um, you have to look at the platform and look at the value it adds and the, um, the retention, right? So for example, I, I love Facebook. I love YouTube because it's long, long and the podcasting because it's long form is long term. Uh, you're creating real engagement. Twitter is like quick, instant reactions, right? Quick messaging. And you're not looking back at history. You're looking at real time data. So you're talking about real time conversations like news, media, um, what, what's happening on that minute. You're not going backwards. So you have to be constantly in the flow of always updating. And that takes time away from long-term building, building relationships, building value content, and search engine optimization. And when you go back, you're not going to go back and look at history of Twitter, all your posts, right? So it, Yeah, no, yeah, true, true. You can link people to different locations. Say, hey, I just posted a new YouTube video. Check it out, right? You can do that. And that's great. But conversation-wise, you're having short conversations. But when you yeah. do your Facebook, your YouTube, you're talking like this right now. People can listen in. They can listen as long as they want. They can stop. They can, you know, see your personality, show your personality, show your face, hear your voice, you know? You're right. I, I guess for me, I was hoping or I'm still hoping that Twitter was just another resource to get more views or awareness <laughs> for our channel. So I'll post a clip, yeah. you know, 40, 50 second clip from, from, from the podcast show, just like maybe you would post a clip from your show, put it on Twitter, you know, and write something cute, blah, 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 yeah. you know, tag the right person, you know, but that doesn't necessarily, for from my experience so far, it hasn't necessarily translated. 
Yeah, I agree. So we tried that for two, we tried that for over two years. We put it on every single platform out there. And what we realized that is, you know, the main platforms out there, like, you know, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram are having way more higher value. So then you are also limited by your time, your capacity to manage everything. And you can't be everywhere at once. Yeah. So what you want to do is focus on the ones that are actually adding value to you. Yeah. You're so right. we actually dropped it. We we just left it hanging. You left it there. We're not really actively using it at all because our time is more spent on more engaging platforms. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I I concur with everything you're saying. Yeah, and there's other ways to build upon it too. But it's fun building a brand. It's fun building an audience and adding value to them, and hopefully hopefully seeing them reengage with you. But when you do it over and over again consistently every week, people start getting to know you and they start learning about everything it's kind of like hey I, you're actually my friend and i've seen you but i don't know you yet but i've seen all your videos right like I'm, I'm sure you probably know joe rogan a lot just by his videos you don't know everything behind the scenes but you know a lot about him the way he talks his style what he likes to talk about what he yeah. his personality traits are yeah. and that's a great way to learn to to work with someone yeah you feel comfortable like hey i feel comfortable working with you so like what's good what's the kind of challenges to get to be um to create a brand, what's the challenge to be a influencer, to have a, a personality, live personality? Like, how do you create that? Like, how do people get over the fears? Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm still trying to figure it out myself, man. I have fears all the time. I think, a, I, I don't know how it is in your industry, but I have a lot of, um, you got to, okay. I, I hope this is the answer, but you got to take, you got to block out negativity, noise. Yeah. I cannot tell you uh the amount of people that's that number one think that attribute success based off the amount of your followers and subscribers it's internally it's very hurtful i'll tell you that um it's a little bit of a downer but then i realized that those people are also transcending how they feel about themselves onto you so those people you got to block out the noise again i don't think you have that in your field i i you do everyone you, does you do okay yeah so you know i mean it just depends you know sometimes i'll talk to people and you know they, they just want to know about your 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 subscribers, you know, mm -hmm. and inside of, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, so they just care about that. No one really cares about the content or at least that particular person or whoever. So for me, it's about doing the best I can to block out the noise and try to stay focused. Um, you know what I mean? Because we look, I don't know about you, but it's nice to get some validation every now and then. I'm not saying, you know, oh, you are awesome and you're the great, you know what I mean? But it's nice to get some recognition to be recognized every now and then i'll give you i'll give you a perfect example uh shout out to dave and jimmy out of wnci in columbus they're a very big morning show syndicated on a bunch of iheart stations uh jimmy texted me and said just out of the blue haven't yeah. talked to him in like eight years he said hey man your channel looks awesome your ig looks awesome the content looks great that's I nice he didn't have to and he did not have to so you know it's just that you know what i mean it's it's good to to, to hear that sometimes, okay, well, at least I'm on the right track. Um, so that's maybe, you know, maybe that's just some of my in insecurities speaking. Um, as far as the other hurdles, I, you know, I would say the metrics, you know, for us, it, I just, for me, I, to be honest, I, I just care about the consistency thing, building the trust um, and, and growing it from there. And then I guess scaling it from there. Um, I, I, I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for, but the, the, the consistency is the number one most important thing and just trying to get better. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we'll have a good show. Like this past episode we had, 21, we had a local artist. She, Her name is Miss Vicky. Really nice. I, I'm going to be honest. I think that that was probably our best episode. Very loose, fun. My co-host pick, 
picked up where my weaknesses is, vice versa. I added some fun. He added the knowledge. You know, it was just very well balanced. Justo behind the lens asked really good questions. You know, it was just a good, lighthearted conversation. Not too deep because it's not meant for that. It was not meant for that. You know, we don't know her like that, yeah. right? So th- it's all by design. You know what I mean? Wanted her to make be comfortable. And she's watching this. She'll attest to it. You know, I, I'll be honest. I, I, I put that. I wouldn't even call it an interview. I would call it a hangout. Just yeah. a cool conversation. I would put yeah. that up against any, any, any big station conversation right now in the, in the market. I would say it's just as good. It's just it's not going to get the eyes and views because she's not famous. Not yet. She'll but be. What, what I'm saying is the, 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 the chemistry there in that particular episode, I think. It's on point. 8.5 out of 10. Nice. And, mo- and most interviews I see, 5 out of 10, 6 out of 10. Yeah, it's it's hard. Sometimes there's some challenges interviewing people because you don't really know behind the scenes their personality types, how they act, how they interact with your questions, uh, how comfortable, they, they, how open they feel. You gotta to have- feel like, and may- maybe it's because she's so cool. It depends on the person. We got lucky because she's such a cool-ass person. Yeah. But, I mean, you 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 can ask her. She she. It, it wasn't even like an interview. We kind of weave in and out of content, get to know her briefly. Then we weave in and out of content, talking about stuff that she cares about, like the new Drake video, things that are in her realm that are, that are, that, that are trending. You know what I mean? And yeah. then I throw in some silly stuff like, man, can you give me some advice on uh, DMing someone I don't know? Like a girl. Yeah. That's real. It's real. Right? It's yeah. silly. It's all by design, man. It's all by design. You know, she's a girl. I need your advice because I'm a guy. I'm doing it wrong. And then I throw in silly. If you watch it, you'll, you'll see it. There's a clip of it on my Instagram. I ask her, so should I say, should my starting line on Instagram be like, so this heat wave, it's crazy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's yeah. not an act, but I'm I'm kind of like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being silly because I want to break the ice a bit. And I, but I also really want to get her advice. Yeah. So what'd she say? What's the advice for you for the single guys out there? Huh? What's the what's the advice for the single guys out there? Oh, you're well, you're asking the wrong guy because I because I'm single. Oh, which, what, what did she say? Now? What did she say? I, I, I'm trying to figure it out myself, yeah. but I I can tell you that you know I mean we're we're in a pandemic, so you know we we should be using everything should be virtual. We should be using this as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> that's funny uh you know glad she gave you some advice on that and she's trying to help you know especially during this heat wave during everything being shut down and yeah you got to be talking to people through your phone and having conversations i don't even know how people are doing virtual dating how they're doing you know getting to know each other I, 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 I don't either bro i i i'm i'm swiping right and <laughs> <laughs> i'm not getting matched up so Maybe my mom was right. I, I don't know. <laughs> nah, your mom's wrong on that one. It's just oh. finding people right now. People are busy, occupied. They're not focused. And they is there's like a million dudes PM, uh, DMing them anyway. So it's hard to get into, you know. That's to get another them. problem. Guys, yeah. you need to stop. I love, I love women. I love girls. I love you. I love you. But guys, you're gassing all these girls up. You got to stop gassing everyone up because what's happened? You're, 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 you're messing it all up. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, the, the do you do you get what I'm saying? I do, I do, I, I get, it. I get it in that sense. You know, I'm married, but I get it. Like, you know, it's comp- complicated. It's like, for example, it's like marketing. How are you marketing yourself? How are you getting the girl to be aware of you? And what are you doing to be different from all the other guys just gassing it up? You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Going back to what you're saying, because I'm like really random, but I think also, um, you know, the collaborations. What you're doing is is awesome. What you're doing because you're talking to different people. Uh, every single, you know, every single episode. So that's definitely, and you know, we're doing that every month, but maybe we need to scale that up because I've noticed a, a big 
differentiation in that and getting more eyes, you know, again, is it a lot of eyes? No, but I mean, it's definitely different eyes that normally wouldn't see it. So obviously, um, uh, the whole collaboration thing is, you know, is key. Yeah. Nice. Hey, what's up, Monique? Hi, Monique. Do you know her or she's, she's, I did. So her advice was be yourself. Get a, that's really great advice from Miss Vicky, you know, glass yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's an easy thing to say. Um, I don't know if it's hard. I, you know, I, I, I don't know, Matt, I can't answer the question because that that's all I've ever been. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I almost say it to a default where it's been detrimental in my career. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. What, what I'm saying is like, ah, oh, man, you know, like when you get on a podcast, I didn't plan on saying too much, but I'll just go ahead and say it. Cause I don't give a shit. Um, so there is a very big difference in being confident and cocky, right? Yep. yep. If no one believes in you, I mean, if you don't believe in yourself, then, then who's going to believe in you, right? So I'm extremely confident in my skill set in, in, in FM, but, you know, what? it's not up to me, right? Because these are corporations. Does management think the same thing? Some might, some, some don't. You know, obviously I'm not to where I want to be. I know I, I still have goals. I'm still trying to get there. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is all I, all I've ever been is myself. So, you know, I pray to God that, that my goals are achieved. If they are achieved, right. Then you know that someone accepted you or someone gave you this opportunity because of you, because of, of yourself. And that's when that, that's when you're going to win. Exactly. That's, that's when you're going to win. Like I've been in situations where I was, uh, and I, this, I'm not putting blame on anyone, but I wasn't fully comfortable being myself as far as personality. You know, I'm out there, bro. I am out there. 100%. Yeah, you're pretty out there compared to me. You're really out there, you know? No, no, I'm, I'm out there like random as fuck, right? But I would think it's a good, it's in a, it's a good, it's not in a bad way. It's, I would think it's in a good way. Um, so I'm good at capturing attention in bite-sized pieces or even, I mean, I'm, I'm getting better long form too. So with that said, you know, if you start from the jump, living a lie, you know, then that's definitely, that's definitely key to failure when it comes to the whole, like, at least in my, at least in my game, I can only speak in my game. I don't know about. Yeah. Other, no, other I think it's good in the industry because basically confidence matters, right? Because when, if I'm working with you and I'm dealing with you in sales and I can tell that you don't have any confidence, you're not showing your knowledge and you're not proving it and you feel like, you know, really stuck behind the wall, then how do I want to work with you? How am I going to be trusting you to sell my property for me, right? Because you're not being confident. Do you know you, what you're doing? Do you know your numbers? Do you, are you experienced? How are you showing it? Even if you're a new agent, how are you being confident to help them and guide them? Because this is a multi-million dollar deal perhaps, right? Right. But I mean, I, I will ask you this because this is not my field, but I mean, part of confidence comes from experience, yeah. doing it, right? So if you're a new agent, how can you have confidence if you haven't been in the field and been through and been through some of these deals before? Is, is that yeah. fair? No, that's a fair statement. And I think the number one thing we tell new agents is that the way to be confident and to, to tell them this, hey, hey, you want to be honest with your clients? I'm a new agent. I'm, I'm love to be here. I'm happy that you're yeah. excited that you got to meet me. Just so you know, I work with a great strong team who has been in the industry forever. They have, you know, we our team has super experience in helping you sell your property. With me, what you're doing is being able to work with me and my team and knowing the fact that I'm a new agent, I'm gonna hustle for you. I'm gonna hustle so hard. I'll do everything I can to sell your property. I will help market it and know the fact that I work with such a strong team who does millions of dollars in sales every year that we are together collectively helping you. 
Yeah, no, I, I like I like that approach more. More, you know, starting with, hey, to be honest, I'm a new agent, right? Now yeah. you're gonna run the risk. I can imagine if I'm the buyer, right? You're gonna run the risk of potentially losing that deal. You can, yeah. am I right? Because I'm if I'm a buyer, I'm either gonna look for someone experienced, mm-hmm. or I, I, you know, I appreciate the the candor, the honesty, and I'd be like, I'm gonna go with this guy. Yeah, I, I, me personally, I'll go with B because I've been there. Yeah, so I, I can relate. So you emotionally got me, but everyone's different. But yeah, and back to what you're saying, I, 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 I like that approach. Yeah. It works. And if you don't feel the confidence with a person, you can always bring a teammate, a senior agent who knows who can help. Right. And it's all about personality. It's all about I, relationship. I bring you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just, and just be just like you said, any questions they can't answer. I'll be honest. You know, this is my manager, my mentor, my c- colleague, you know, he's been, you know, uh, involved with this a lot longer than me. You know what I mean? Exactly. And more people will would realize that and they'll trust you. Like, actually, you know, this guy's working hard. He's telling the truth. I'd be happy to work with him. I get his team to back him up and then I'll give him the opportunity. There's a lot of people out there who will give you opportunity because just like you said, people need the opportunity. Otherwise, no one's going to get started in any industry if no one gives each other opportunity. Yeah, I, I can tell you that uh, in my field of FM, you know, there's some things that are concrete. You know, there's yes and no answers, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of it's a lot of it's opinion, man. A mm-hmm. lot of it's opinion. You know, and in politics too. Yeah, but politics is is I think that's everywhere. So <laughs> yeah, I, I won't even use because I used to use that word all. You know, I just, whatever. Because po- I know politics is everywhere, and people are gonna probably think that and say that. Fair, fair enough. But uh, yeah, man, like it, it's in a very opinionated game. Yeah, you know what I mean, for me, for me, it's about results, right? So, but I get it, man. If I'm a boss. And I'm looking at personalities of what I like. You're going to like what you like. Some people like the hamburgers. Some people like the spare ribs. Some people like the, you know what I mean? The pancakes. Everyone has a different taste for what they like as someone that's going to represent them on their station. So I, I can't fault them for that. It's just, um, you know, I, I, I have nothing to say. But, you know, I, I would look at track record. I would look at results. And I, I, I would look at more so like, what does the audience want? Yeah. Are we making me happy? Or are we making the audience happy? You know what I mean? That's all. Exactly. I think one thing is driving success through results is the best way to prove it because you're proving results using your experience, your knowledge, and using your skill sets to drive it, right? So for even for you, for everyone else out there is like, you know, you be you and you do your thing and you prove it, right? And no one's going to hand you everything in on a silver platter you got to build it yourself you know what you can't depend on anyone you can trust people but you can't build you have to do it yourself and create it right like all the biggest successful people built it from the self themselves from the ground up they had people to partner with but they learn to work with the right people and they drive the hell out of it until they get to where they want they believe the number one thing is believing in yourself to get there and one day you would if you believe it all the way through right true yeah, you just gotta try. I think it's first, yeah, just like you said, but trying. <laughs> and most people give up. Most people fail. They don't want to try. They're busy. They get distracted. They're not focused. They're not intentional. So then they're dropping out and they're saying it's everyone's fault. They're blaming everyone but themselves. Everything is on you. It's all you. Everything needs to be done. And you need to learn to grow to figure out the problems and solutions and just build it. Yeah. And make yeah. it happen, right? You're 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 at you're 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 absolutely right. But you know, I mean. I understand. I, I, you know, I, I can be like empathetic in the sense of like distractions and things like that. That's very normal. I, dude, I get distracted all the time too. You know what I mean? Just from all sorts of things, you know, this obviously yeah. just takes up 
probably 12 hours of my time just looking at random shit. Uh, <laughs> I think know? what we need to do is put it down, put it down, flip it over and just focus on what your goals for the day are, the wins for the day. Right, right. So I'll like email myself or I'll just put in my notes, you know, the things that need to get done first. So that gets done first. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, regardless of distractions, you know, as long as the, the number one goal, whether it's whatever it is, you know, you, you need to sell five homes in a month or you need to, uh, make 100 cold calls in a day. What, you know, for me, that's just a comparison that, that, that never loses my sight. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're on the radio, do you have fear that when you're talking to a guest that every time you start every day, you start, are you fearful of being on the radio, being on, uh, talking to people? No, because no, no one sees you. I, I never, you, I, I never thought about that. Uh, yeah, because you, you know, you primarily you're in a room by yourself, so you don't know who's listening. You, you, you know. So I, I, I really don't. Um, it's not a thought. I, I don't even. How about now? Like right now, we're doing a Facebook Live, YouTube Live. We're going to Facebook groups, and we're going to all podcasts. How do you feel? You know, I feel fine. Yeah. you feel fine. And most people, most people don't, right? They feel like they get uh, sheltered. They get closed up really quickly, and then like when they look at a camera. Really? Camera's weird, right? Look, looking at a camera right now and just staring at it, it's kind of weird. It's, it's not normal. I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think that way. But I will say, you know, getting on, you know, lives and things, it, in, unless you get like instant reaction, you know, instant commentary, mm -hmm. since you don't know what people are thinking, I have a problem saying too much. Like there's a lot more things I, I could say right now, but I, I won't say um, for, for certain reasons. You know what I mean? Um, so that's always been my problem is saying too much. You got to bring me back. <laughs> you know, so some people, you need to pull things out of them. You know, yeah. you need to bring them this way. You got to yeah. bring me back. Like, okay. whoa, he's saying too much. Or, you know what I mean? So that, that's been, and that's just me being real. You know, that's always been my issue. But yeah, I mean, doing these things are not, that, yeah, no, I feel fine. I, I enjoy this, you know, radio, whether it's pot. I, I just like talking, man. I just like talking and getting to, getting to, to, to share stories getting to know people getting to know you more getting you know getting to know your opinion i mean we could talk about we could talk about anything i don't care because we could talk about ducks and <laughs> i think I, me I, I like talking yeah i think <laughs> me and you have a lot of fun talking about just random stuff i think i can talk to you for hours and just enjoy having conversations about all the topics i think one time was funny too you actually caught me off guard and it was it was different so even my wife was laughing too she's like you called me from 94.9 radio you called me and we had a converse, quick conversation and say hey you're gonna be on the air but you know you, you can help me edit it out but you just started asking me random like okay. you know stupid questions funny questions and i was like i feel so weird even though mentally like why is this messing me up you're I, I know you, you're a friend. You're asking me questions on the radio. Why why is it messing me up? Like, why is my personal uh, feeling like uh, I'm stuck? I don't know what to say. What what about sushi? What about Japanese food? What about chocolate? Like what? That uh, That's normal because I basically bamboozled you. I should have probably told you, hey, I'm going to give you a call, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, in those instances and DJs that are watching this will know what I'm talking about. Um, You know, I, I'm looking for 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 content people to air like everything you hear on the air is pre-recorded yeah okay it's, it's not live you know what i mean so i'm calling you know in in this day and age people are not calling radio stations man not like they used to very rare i mean do you really call you know what i mean we're yeah, we're, yeah. we're you know dming blah 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 so uh i was calling you uh just to you know just to get some content and when i'm recording you via uh, <clears throat> this this program called box pro you know, I'm just like rapid fire because I don't have the time to hang out with you for 30 minutes, Matthew, because I'm in between songs. Yep. Yeah. Seconds. 
Right. And I, I got to record you. I got to know where I'm going. Then I have to chop up that five or 10 minute conversation into 10, 15 seconds. Do you get what I'm saying? That's, that's my job. It's not for people to know or care about. That's my job. So in, I'm just looking for bite size in a music format. It's about bite size content. So I'm trying to just get something I can, I, I can edit into a, a, a arable conversation that I think yeah. is a entertaining or B informative. And that's, that's a good thing too, when you think about it too, like you're instantly putting someone in a challenge and how do they overcome that challenge? Are they, you know, people who are going to be sheltered, fearful, step back and be like awkwarded out, or they're going to be like, I got this, let me do this and just hop on and have a quick, fun conversation and helping people break those barriers is the challenge. Like in real estate, a lot of agents don't want to be on video. They don't want to have, you know, have a voice on all the live channels and to be on a podcast and to f feel comfortable. The challenge is learning to overcome it and getting yeah. better every day and day one look at my youtube videos day one years ago they sucked i hate it but i left it there because that's just true that's just who you are you're starting off right yeah of course that's what and i think that's cool that's it's it's cool to look from you you said how long ago five years ago six years ago yeah, probably five six years ago at least i mean look how look look how much you've grown i i i think that's great i mean that's the same for me uh I, now conversely speaking like i'll be the butt guy pause that's not wrong <laughs> But I'll, but I'll be the, just to play the other end of the spectrum, you say that there's a lot of agents in your field that don't embrace the, they, the whole like live thing, right? Technology. Yeah, video, live, being on camera. I mean, let's be honest. Do you really need it? Like I'm saying like, aren't there, there's a ton of successful agents that don't really utilize that. Isn't that more relationship based? It is relationship based, but it also helps to add on to your relationship when I can consistently see you on selling properties, being on video, doing backstories, um, having testimonials and being on camera, just engaging because you know how many people watch YouTube every day, how many people look at videos every day, if they can consistently see you over and over. Like if you think about million dollar listing TV, um, you know, whatever city you mm -hmm. see them, now you think of them, you kind of know them and you might want to work with them more because you know how they work and what they do. I'm in agreement with everything you're saying, but I'm also looking like I'm always think the mentality of an agent that's been doing it for 20, 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. And if they're, if they're already comfortable financially and just comfortable and stable in their way of life, it's like, why change? It's yeah. kind of like my industry. There's a lot of people in the industry that, that don't change and that are like, to be honest with you, Matt, they're successful. They're yeah. making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, maybe more because they built up that stability. They built up that relationship with their audience sucks for me. Just yeah. to be completely thousand, it sucks for me that's trying to do all these things and, and get managers' attention. And uh, we're, 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 we like to think we're putting out solid content in different ways, right? But you get what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's right. I'm in agreement with what you're saying because in, in a couple years, five years, it's going to be all this, period. Yep. It but is. I guess what I'm saying is in, you have to look at the other side. If someone's already successful and they've been doing it and they're 60 years old, they're going to retire in a couple of years, do they really need to? Do they really care? So it depends on person. So if you talk about people wise, they don't have to. They can do whatever they want. But if you think about companies, it matters, right? Look, look at a good example. Look at Blockbuster. Look at Netflix. Blockbuster was the biggest. They're the most comfortable. They're everywhere. And then a small company called Netflix comes out. They start making everything online, virtual, video, on demand. You know, instantaneous, easy. Yeah. yeah. And boom, they kill Blockbuster, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's the you're absolutely correct. By the way, mm -hmm. just to add an addendum, blockbuster, <laughs> the very last blockbuster in Bend, Oregon, 
is allowing you to Airbnb. I saw that spot, right? So maybe Matthew Ma should take out some of his besties, some of his best friends, and we should do a little road trip. <laughs> I'll even I'll tell you what because I like you so much. Yeah. I'll let you pay. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll take you. I'll take you to Bend, Oregon. <laughs> and and uh, no, but seriously speaking, you're 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 absolutely right. But you know. I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I just, I'm trying to relate to what you're saying. I just related to my own field that, you know, there's a lot of people that are successful that don't embrace. They look, frankly, they don't need to do it. They've been doing it. They built up the audience. They earned it. Fair, fair they, earned, they, earned it. they earned the audience of, of putting out good content on the radio. And now they, you know, they make hella money and, and, and they don't need to do YouTube. They don't need to go on IG live. They don't need to do this stuff. Yeah. But, um, in the future, it depends what game you're playing. You know what I mean? As things progress, yeah, people like us would need to do that. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And the thing that comes back to this, like when you mentioned people, people have a choice and they can do that. But if they're going to be in the long game and they're going to be here for another 20, 30 years, yeah. they should learn to adapt it, embrace it, and challenge themselves to go through it because things will change underneath them. And even if they're number one today, it won't be their number one in 20 years because they didn't embrace the new changes. Think, yeah, look at company. You see what's happening in the world right now? It's crazy, right? Everything's changing. And all the companies who embraced the challenge of change uh, became more cloud computing, virtual, um, everything mobile, everything instant. It's They're doing better, right? The other companies who stay the brick and mortars, they're falling down right now. They're, they didn't embrace any of this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm in agreement with everything you're saying. You're absolutely right. And at the end of the day, I mean, I mean, look, you can... It's great what you're doing. You you can do the best you can and put out this messaging, but I mean, you can like people can only do so much. You know what I mean? Like I I don't think I have the brain of you. You could try to help me learn to think like you as much as possible, but I think there's going to be a limitation. So when I say that, you can't convert everybody. Yeah, you try, and obviously you're doing your best, and 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 much props to you. But you know, you you there's a certain limitation with everybody. Does that make sense? It does. It's an 80, 20 rule. We understand that. And we're trying to help everyone to grow their business. And we've proven the people with the 20% get 80% of the business because they're the ones who are actually trying. They're trying. It doesn't mean they're successful, but they are trying to do it. And when they try to do it, they actually learn from it and they embrace the failure. They embrace the challenge. They embrace the growth and the pain. Those are the ones who succeed over time. They're not going to do it in one day. They're going to do it in years, but they're going to embrace and win because they're doing it and going through I, it. I, I assume that you 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 motivate your team to embrace all this in technology and everything that you're that you're doing yourself, right? Yeah, I try. We try to we try to do that and help them in every way and um, guide them. But at the same time, you know, like the eighty twenty rule, it's hard. It's not everyone's doing it. Not everyone's willing to learn the same. And you have to embrace different ways to teach different people because everyone has a different style. Some people like to read. Some people like to uh, watch videos. Some people like hands on training. It's so different for every person. But you know, being the fact that I trained probably like a thousand engineers in cybersecurity, it was challenging over many years, but you can kind of see how people work and what they can do. And you can see how far you can push people before they break. Some people break really easily. You can't push them. Yeah. It's, 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 I will uh, also say that it's cool that it's coming from the top down. You, you being at the top, right. It's cool that you're doing this. It's one thing for someone to say, um, okay, guys, I need you to, you know, I need you to start doing blah, 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 but you, you're leading by example. We're trying to, yeah. And I don't think of it as top down. I think of it as a partnership. So everyone's partnering together to work together to help each other grow. And then the ones who embrace it can grow together faster. And the ones who push you back will but, are willing to grow too. 
like let, let's say hypothetically you're my mentor right yeah, yeah. You know, one thing for you to say something but if you're doing it i'm gonna be like i'm more apt to do something because you're doing it yeah you know what i mean so that's i think that's more about that's more about that's more of what i mean yeah you know? It helps when you can see them like, okay, they're not just talking it, they're doing it too. And they're showing you on the front lines that they're, they can do it and they're working hard at it. And it, it takes time. Like right now, one of the, the reason for the podcast is like, I'm doing it. It's not easy and getting every setup every single week, doing it and learning from it and changing every week to improve it. It's challenging. But in the last 20 episodes, you can see how much uh, systems we built, processes we built, uh, planning automations. It's a lot and it gets easier every day, but it's still hard. Aside from that, do you, genuinely are you do you genuinely enjoy enjoy this yeah i love it actually because i yeah i get to talk to people like you and have a long conversation that i would normally not get to get but it's fun because i can just learn from you and hear you you're the truth behind everything you're talking about right yeah i mean true it's it's from my experiences you know some people might say it's not truth i don't know you know these are just my personal experiences you know yeah like last week i I get to talk to uh, who do i get to talk to you know them alex ty right oh yeah 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 so my cousin that's one of his best friends yeah he's a really successful real estate agent for uh keller williams he he's he's a hustler man how's he doing yeah, he's doing great and it's amazing because for example i didn't know him i got to talk to him and learn about him he got to share his experiences but without a platform to speak on would they really want to talk to you for an hour over the phone just for between me and you no. not really right they don't have time because they're top producers number one in the industry are they going to sit there and just hey have a conversation no so this is like one of the best ways to just engage people to learn and to speak and to share knowledge and to share with the community. Like, for example, like last week, I think in the first day, has like a thousand views. So how yeah. does that feel, right? Yeah, on Facebook, has like a thousand views. Wow. Every every time we do a new episode, it's roughly to 500 to 1,000, but it's getting more and more and growing every week to 1,000. What were some key takeaways, like maybe two or three takeaways from uh, in regard to uh, his success story from last week that you remember? I think- the success story is that having a really good, strong mentor who's willing to push you and guide you and let you fail, showing you the truth where you actually in sales industry, it's all about relationship. It's all about calling, co-calling, networking, building, constantly doing it and taking all the failures is the challenge. And by him embracing what the decent said um, to do it, that he became successful really quickly because he knew that he followed a really great mentor um, and that even the mentor decent is doing the same thing and failing. You fail through the calls, but you, you're actually succeeding because you're going through the numbers you need to hit and tracking your numbers was the key. So for example, they'll call 100, each agent will call 100 people a day. They'll on average have 30 conversations. On average, let's say 90% say no today. They'll get 10% who says yes. They'll have a meeting with them and successfully turn that into a new listing or a new buyer. And they know the numbers they need, but most agents don't track the numbers. Most agents don't call 100 people. Most agents will get, you know, get fearful from that and not do it consecutively, but he's been doing it seven days a week for three years. Wow. or more and that's why he's number one yeah i can only imagine that grind like that's you really got to be a self-starter self-motivator um yeah while, while you're just sharing that i thought wow that there's a big parallel with that in the radio industry is it's you know finding a really good mentor you know people in positions of power in management um it's difficult man that that believe in you you know it's, yeah. it's tough because you know you work for some good ones some of them just retire you know what I mean? Or some of them get into situations that aren't applicable to you or just, you know, it, 
the reasons run the gamut, but yeah, man, it's, it's, that's the number one thing is because in our, our industry, um, a lot of times someone's success is based off who you actually, a lot of it's based off who you're around, who, you know, right. Yep. Just to you're be the average or the five people around you. So you better increase the average by, you know, working with great people and having great mentors right next to you to guide you and push you back up. Yeah, that's the key. It's hard, man. It's hard to get people's attention in my industry because everyone's located all around the country. So it's I'm not you can't see them face to face. Everyone's answering 10 million emails. They're getting pulled back here and there. They got to do reports, you know, every single day. You know what I mean? So, you know, so the my, way you reach out to them is you DM DM them and just say, "Hey, what's up?" you know? It's hard to just get emails back, emails back in in my line of work just to be frank. And anyone yeah. in my field knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's just very hard. I, I could go on and on telling you things that I've done to try to get people's um, attention. Um, like I'll, I'll, t I'll tell you, I went to, there's a thing we have every year called morning show Boot Camp. Morning show Boot Camp is held in Chicago. It, it's a big, basically it's a, it's a big Mecca for the big morning shows around the country to converge. There are speakers from big name people in our industry, blah, blah, blah. It's basically, it's what you, you, you make of it. You learn, but really people go there to network. Right. But I, I mean, I expense, I paid for that out of my own pocket two years in a row. And, and I want to give a shout out to the guy that runs it. He, he took care of me on, on the passes. He really gave me a great deal on that, but still it's an expense, you know, when you're out of work, you know, to pay for the hotel, the flights, you know, it's downtown Chicago, boom, boom, boom. And I mean, it's difficult, man. It's difficult to get people's attention, e even face to face, because everyone has their own motive. And sometimes your motive is not their motive. You know, it's not their concern. Yeah. So one way I think like Gary Vaynerchuk talks about is like attention arbitrage and how to gain attention. Right. And the number one tool, the number one trading uh, thing they're doing to trade is attention. Right. Every day is all about trading attention. And he talks about that and how he posts what, 36 plus times a day and to be and I'll let you continue just because I don't know someone forget. Yeah. I, I love Gary V. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But and, and and tell me, Matt, is this am I making excuses? But yeah. he's got a team, man. Yeah, of course. But he's got a team to cut up those pieces of content. When can you he, have did he start with the team? Excuse me? Did he start with the team? I mean, look, I normally I would say no, but I now now I'm more apt to I had to have been there. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have to see it. He okay. can it, but I had to be in that room to see you actually doing it by yourself or with the one person. So yeah. yes, on the outside, I'll say, no, of course he started from zero, just like he said, yeah. but let's talk about the now, you know, yeah. when you, of course now is easier. Cause he has a whole team. He's a billion, you know, right. right. So He's I'll let you continue. I, I love yeah. what it says. And I'm in agreement with, with the, with the theory or the, you know, the, the methodology, but I, you know, again, it's, you know, everyone has, uh, uh, he can work within their own capabilities and their own resources. Yeah. So the way you think about this, you have only so much time and you can control everything, what you can control of your time and your knowledge. But the thing about this is look back at his videos, what, five, 10 years ago, look at the, his YouTube videos. They look like shit, to be honest, right? It wasn't great. And it's just a normal camera. It's not even an iPhone yet. They didn't even have iPhones, but the quality level was horrible, but it didn't matter because what mattered was the content and the content wasn't perfect. It was just him talking and you watch those videos. It doesn't look good today, but it mattered because he created a following through that over time, he was consistent. He added value. And it mattered, right? And he he got practice by doing it every day, every week, uh, every month. You're getting pra consistent practice, and you just start improving. Was he really consistent? That consistent back then? What were you seeing content like once every couple months, once every month? Was it really consistent? 
Not yet. I think in the beginning, you look at the videos, they're not consistent. Like, hey, I have a set schedule every day I'm going to post. But you can tell, like, consistently, they're trying to post videos as much as they can. And you learn, like, even for me, I try to post videos every week. And to be honest, I post the podcast every week because I'm consistently focused on this. But if you look at all my other videos, I haven't posted videos in two months. Even though my mental mindset is posted every week, I just haven't focused on the time, the value, putting it as a priority because the sales is priority first got to do that but it, do i have the rest of the time in a day no i have family i have kids i have everything else going on mm -hmm. but if you can consistently build it and make it your focus if that's your choice then it will start gaining and it's funny he's everywhere he's he has a whole team and it's a machine but hey yeah. that's how you become the best you have to start from somewhere and even for us like we started with nothing started with one person and now you're growing to a team of 31 and you having assistants come in then you're building something right but it started with one person right Right. No, you're, 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 you're absolutely correct. How has the pandemic affected the real estate game as far as buying and selling? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's different, right? So it's changing people's business because when the pandemic happened, a lot of, you know, people like, for example, a lot of um, real estate brokerages, offices all closed down. They can't work in the office no more. People who used to go to the office every day, they had to learn to adjust. They go, okay, now shit, I need to work at home. I need to have my kids around. I need to make calls. Uh, I, I, how do I print stuff? How do I do everything online? The, the agents out there who didn't embrace that beforehand or wasn't skillful in technology and computers have the challenge, right? Because they goes, okay, well, what am I do? I don't have my systems at home. I had everything at work. Um, how do I do it? So they have to change the the whole mindset, the training, the agents out there who already embrace technology, they're like, dude, I, I, I was built for this. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a millennial. I was built for this. I can do everything online at home. I've been at home for years, right? I've been working from home for 15 plus years or more now, and it's just easy. But for everyone else, they had the challenges, you know? Like, I have challenges. Kids outside yelling, screaming, that's fine, right? I have to deal with it, but you got to get your business done. Uh, Printing-wise, you do everything online but not everyone knows and feels comfortable using all the digital platforms online how about sales wise though sales wise uh the challenge is this now how do you have a conversation for people sellers for buyers are you doing zoom calls are you having you know in-person meeting outside uh what are you doing to have that are you cold calling if you don't cold call or if you don't door knock or if you don't um you you can't physically meet them how are you having that relationship right so it changes the game there, but for that's for the sales part of it, right? And for the real estate part of buying and selling, it's just a different process. Like you go through all the COVID-19 procedures, processes of, you know, keeping everything clean, secure, signing extra documents to go view a house. But houses are selling quickly right now. Like everyone wants to move to a house with a nice backyard, with really? area, right? D during a pandemic? Yeah. It's, it's, the houses are selling like crazy. Like, for example, like uh, houses in San Francisco, houses in San Mateo County, Santa Clara County, San Jose area, they're selling at a higher price. There's multiple offers on it. Condos are going down right now. Can, can you explain to me why? So would you like to live in a condo right now, for example, and, you know, be in an area where you're in a smaller square footage, perhaps? Or would you rather be in a big house with a big backyard? Nice weather? Uh, more well, it, it would be B, but I guess in my, in a, in in my mind, what how how are people what like what, what why are they more inept to be purchasing a home? That to me that sounds I'm just being honest a little risky during a pandemic when, um, you know, jobs are very unstable. 
Yeah. So it depends on the comfortability level and depends on location. Like luckily we're in San Francisco. So a lot of clients have, you know, high income, high net worth clients who can afford it and they have stable jobs. They work at, for example, they work at Google, they work at Salesforce, they work at, you know, other big companies who are stable like Amazon, right? Um, if you're working at different kinds of companies, not tech companies, you might have more risk. Like if you're working at brick and mortar companies, retail companies, other businesses that depend on physical they have high, higher risks, so they might not be buying. So you're basically referring to the more affluent. Could be. For the most part, yeah. People who are millennials and uh, affluent people who have stable jobs, and they, they're not worried about it. They're buying quickly right now because they want out. They want to live in uh, big spaces right now. I, I know that you you know this is not exactly a real estate podcast. I know you wanted to talk more about the whole branding thing, but if you don't mind me asking one more question. Yeah, go for it. Ardu, what? When do you think or do you think that um, housing here specifically, okay, it's a twofer, two, two questions. Um, will the real estate market go down at any point in time um, here specifically in the Bay Area, number one? And number two, um, what about other states? Are you yeah. familiar with other states? So Where? I think, for example, you know, in the Bay Area alone, house prices, some house prices have been dropping, right? So when you go start looking at the higher price points, when you start looking at 2 million above price points, those pricing are dropping because there's so many on the market now, like every day. But you're starting at such a, for me, huh? Yeah, I'm not, I'm in nowhere in that range. So 2 million yeah. already is, <laughs> I mean, that, that, that thing has to go down to like 500,000. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's an example of like how crazy it is now that before they used to just sell and fly off the shelf. But now because... The interest rate is super low. Uh, there's so much more inventory coming on every day because people are looking to get out of the, the market now. They're looking to sell. They're looking to trade. They're looking to move to a different state, perhaps, and they're done with it uh, and being sheltered in place and everything. So those prices are dropping quickly. The condo market is a lot of them are being vacant. They're sitting on the market for 60, 90 plus days. And then everything in between, the houses that are, for example, let's say houses from 700,000 to 1.5 on average, 1.6, a lot of them are going quickly. Uh, if they are remodeled, clean, move in ready, if they're like fixer uppers, you're you're gonna find investors and fixer uppers. Yeah. But because most majority of people go, well, I'll buy the house, but I don't have a contractor right now. Contractors are on demand right now. They're so highly wanted that they don't have time for you, and they charge. They're charging an arm and a leg. So that's the challenge. Okay, I'll buy a house. It's a great price, but I don't have anyone to fix it up for me. Well, I don't want to spend time because the you know DBI is backlogged. They're all working from home. Uh, Department of Building Inspections. So they're working from home. Are you basically conveying that the real estate market, is specifically when it comes to homes, is not going to be adversely affected by the pandemic? Uh, right now, for those price range in the in the middle, they're pretty stable, right? They're not dropping like crazy. They're stable. People want to buy. People want to move right now. They're buying. If you find a good deal, great. Take the deal. And prices have been moving down because the inventory is going up really quickly. So they're having more options. And not everyone can buy still. Even though the price is good, not everyone can afford to buy or they can they don't want to take the risk to buy. Oh, elections are coming, interest rates are low, uh, pandemics here, what happens second wave? What happens to all the fires? Do I do I even want to live here now that I work from I can work from home? How about other states? So other states are changing too. Like for example, like a lot of states who are great locations, like let's say Florida, right? Or let's say Oregon, or let's say Phoenix, um, or Texas, right? Some of those besides the hurricane part of it. A lot of those are actually having a net migration of people moving in. And a lot of people are saying, hey, I'm done with California. I want to move to a nice area. I want to move back to my family. I want a big house. I want a big area. I work from home anyways. And they're moving out to those areas now. So they're getting so busy with buyer demand. They can't keep up. 
Understood. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, you know, in a perfect world, I wish I could buy. I just, I just can't afford it. This, the, I'm just me personally. I'm just not used to seeing such a, you know, property starting at such a high price point. You know, that, that's just me personally because you know when you live in other markets like a Phoenix or even Chicago, I mean, it's, it's significantly higher here, significantly higher. But you know, again, I'm not, you know, I don't come from that. Uh, you know, I, I just think, just to be blunt, I think you probably make a lot more, you know, in certain industries, <laughs> certain industries, yeah. and just timing and luck and knowledge and risk, right? So doing all those combined can make things happen. It's just a matter of planning. Planning is the hardest part to plan to make it happen. Yeah. So those are some things we work on with people to plan it. Like even some uh, clients I had, like 21, 23 year old clients, we plan with them years in advance. Here's what you got to do. Here's what you need to do. Here's how much you need to save. Here's how you grow. Here's how you get your first house. Here's how you house hack, right? There's multiple things to, to do to get to where you want to be. Yeah. I've always just a time. Yeah. It's so, it's so, it's so funny to talk about planning. I've always been that. I've always had that. Even when I was like 20, I always had that old school mentality of just like saving as much as I could cash wise, anything extra, just putting it into, you know, my portfolio. Yeah. Letting it compound. I know there's, you know I mean? That's, you know, not, at, not at, everyone might be in agreement with that, but that's pretty much me personally has been my foundation. Yeah. Exactly. And there's multiple ways. And we'll come back to that in the in next podcast. I know we're about to wrap up real quick, but before we wrap up, I actually want to show a couple of clips, if you don't mind. Uh, sure. I don't know what clips are, but yeah, I mean, um, sure. <laughs> I can uh, share this. Uh, that is actually something I, when I used to try to do the podcast on my own, I'm not really proud of that, Matthew. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So that's one clip I saw that I actually love your intro, the way you, you had it designed, presented, and it's pretty cool, unique of you. And, you know, just seeing the way you're building, right? Like you actually put thought and effort into making that happen. Yeah. Shout out to, now I didn't do that. I have to give a shout out to my guy, Warren at rule 27 design. He's one of my best friends out of Phoenix. Uh, he's an incredible visual creator. Uh, his name is Warren at Rule, R-U-L-E 27 Design. So he 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 made that. But yeah, I mean, I, I give people the directives of exactly how I want it to look and things like that. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. He did, he, did, he did really good. I actually like it a lot because I'm really into artistic design and thoughtful design and making it stand out. It's really, really well uh, made. Are you looking for a great graphic guy? There's a guy, my, my friend that, that helps us here on the on the podcast he's he's on the team uh ray right okay ray, yeah ray, ray tabuena he's incredible um with and it comes to the visual game yeah he, he's in, in, he's incredible and a lot of that comes to, to relationships and getting to 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 know who you are he knows me really well but yeah if you need someone he's incredible nice i'll be sure to reach out to him too i got his information of course let's check this out too so here's your yeah rule 27 design this is nice simple that picture is old um some of those videos need to be updated but you know i think look let, let's be honest you know pds with stanford program directors and my business their managers they're not going to look at all this shit man they, they're, they're really just if anything they're going to look at they're going to listen to your air check your air check is your resume yeah if you, if you go back to my site if you can scale back they're yeah. listen to what you sound like first that's all they care about is what do you sound like do i like how he sounds that is our resume in your line of work you're looking at someone's paper resume they look at that maybe number two number three uh, on, right there click on that first microphone the this icon one, scroll, same. Scroll up. Oh, the microphone here yeah this one yep. so you click that that's my 
air, air check. Okay, stop right there. So the the first break strategically is a phoner. It's when you you're you're on the you're on the line with someone. You're you're airing them. It's just meant to be lighthearted, fun. Is it the funniest thing in the world? No, but just lighthearted, fun. You kind of get a vibe of like you can tell Julian's not the political guy. Mm -hmm. You you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And then number two, the Doja Cat break. That's strategic in the sense of it's not. Look, it's not funny, but that at the time Doja Cat say so was a big song on TikTok. So if any PD is smart, program director, meaning manager, they're gonna know. Okay, the guy is in tune. He knows that that song. You 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 understand? You have kids. Doja Cat say so got big through TikTok. Nah. Girls started doing the the dance to say so. So you know, if if anyone is smart in in, in the business, they're gonna know. I put two and two together. You. Yeah. I don't know, man. And again, it, it goes back to sound and thought. Do it. Does everyone think like me? Absolutely not. But I'm just telling you how I'm thinking. And yeah, I, I love that. Cause actually sound and thought uh, really do matter. I think one thing too, we're going to talk about too, like come back to that is that, you know, this is an old interview from eight years ago, bro. This is actually good though. You see what she says it actually matters. Uh, even for her, she Wait. had the same, she has the same issues that all of us do. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, she did great. I'm going to stop you right there. Remember you said you wanted to go back five years ago when you look yeah. at your content and you're like, man, I, I can't believe I posted that. I, I am such a, I've grown so much as an interviewer since then. I just want to put that out there. I don't yeah. think I was a great in interviewer, but at least I know that. Keep okay. going. And I would say this too. This is seven years ago, right? And really, what you're looking at is not just Julian uh, having a conversation with Nicki Minaj. It's the fact is what Nicki Minaj is saying, and this is relevant to all of us, even today. It's still relevant. Yep. And it's great that you picked that up. Can people hear that? Can you hear that? Hey, I'm on a live podcast right now. Do you want to be on it? I got to call you back. Uh, well, you want to? You're on a live right now, bro. We were just being funny and crazy, and like, we were hitting each other on the Blackberry. And the whole thing My friend Ray is calling me the visual guy. <laughs> nice. Ray, can I call you back? Actually, well. I don't, I don't have the exact clip right here, but what Nicki Minaj talked about in the conversation with you was the fact is even in today's uh, history on social media and everything, people will always be haters, right? There's always going to be people who love you. There's always going to be people who hate you and people who leave comments, but you have to brush away those comments and not focus on people who are giving you negative comments. Focus on the positive and what you're building and just keep building it over time. And then you just create what you want to create and get rid of the noise. Yeah, That's the story of it. Now, you know, again, me playing the other side, she already made it at the time. You know what I mean? Seven years ago, she was already popping. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can tell when, when we interviewed her, she was 
like she writes her own like a lot of people don't write their own raps they don't write their own lyrics she she didn't have a ghostwriter she writes her own stuff right so you know she's not cocky she's confident mm-hmm. she definitely knew like you can kind of tell when some people walk in a the room they're not sure you know what i mean and it, look that that's all of us you know we all start somewhere but I, I could definitely tell that she knew exactly who she was she knew what she was doing so you know that she comes from a, a certain, you know, just a certain cloth. Yeah. And at that time, she was already successful. I yeah. Mean, you know, let's be real. Let's be honest. When you're already, you know, have that validation, well, you're just going to, you know what I mean? It's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. True. Very true. But at some point, she had to create it to get there. Right. And she had, right. a, she, she had a lot of people probably in the beginning hate her too, you know, everyone. Yeah. And, and she, she, the noise. she addressed that for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's why she's a star. Some yeah. people are, some people are not. I mean, there's more people that, quote unquote, did not make it, even though that's kind of, I mean, everyone has a different idea of making it or not. But if you're going to talk about generally speaking, there's a lot more stories of people that didn't make it. I, you know, I can't even tell you all the names uh, opposed to the people that you know about. Yep. They, they, do, they come into these stations all the time. And most of the time, probably about a year, year and a half, they're gone. That's true. Yeah, exactly. So just, it's about consistency and just keep building and focusing, right? So you know what we're going to do is like hop back on next time. We'll hop back on a future podcast and just talk more about things. I think we can keep going forever, right? So, you know, how do people actually learn more about you and like, you know, get to know you? Um, Yeah, socials, uh, Julian on the radio on all socials, Julian on the radio.com. Uh, our podcast is on YouTube. It's a less than zero podcast. It's it, it's all of my socials, uh, you know, lesson. Yeah. It's the direct link lesson zero on YouTube. Um, I'm, I'm really easy to find man. And then, um, yeah. And then, uh, I do part-time work for 99, seven and, and then I do, I'm in Seattle, Denver and, uh, we'll see what happens, man. I'm still, I'm just like you. I'm trying to make it good. Let's continue making it together and just keep growing together and just building this thing out. Right. And just learning from each other. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you being on the radio uh, on the show with us. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for the time. I appreciate cool. it. Thanks so much. And for everyone out there, check out, check us out on the truth about real estate podcast and more at Matthew and on Apple podcasts and all the other platforms. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks.